Is that good? I genuinely can't tell if that's good. G'day. G'day. How are you? This is Aiden Jones here. I all, just then, when I said g'day and then I paused, I really wanted to call you guys fuckwits. I wanted to say good day fuckwits, but you know what? I didn't do it because I'm trying to be less negative. I'm not, I find it so easy for me to just veer off into like, fuck you, you're dumb, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and it's fun. It makes me so giddy. But you know what? Maybe I don't need to do that. Maybe I need to think about the way that my words make the people close to me feel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree <laughs> for Tuesday the 11th of January 2022, 2022 and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes. Eat it. Eat it. Suck it down. Who's calling me? Oh, someone who I'm going to talk to them later, I reckon. Lovely little sip of tea there. How the fuck are you guys? Hope you're doing good. Hope your new year's going okay. I've got 59 minutes of battery life left on my cellular telephone. And there's only one goddamn PowerPoint in this in this room where I'm, I'm in Brisbane. How about that? Oh, my God, man. Should I tell this story? Oh, man. Oh, do I tell this story or do I fucking tell this story? You guys, I've got some sick goss for you. Oh, imagine if this was that kind of pod. I, does that kind of podcast exist? Maybe a new direction for my podcast, a gossip podcast, like a tabloid podcast. Like, all right. Oh, but there's, you'd need to, uh, there probably are like celebrity gossip podcasts, aren't there? Just me tittle-tattly telling stories about people in my life. <laughs> and I was just like hoping it doesn't get back to them. All right, guys, we got some crazy shit today. Yeah, I hate that podcast. Idea abandoned. Um, I was in Cairns yesterday and I just, I mean, it's not a long story. My mate's dog, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> it's, it's pretty brutal, but like, I don't know, it happened and it's not like he's happy with it. My mate's dog fucking <laughs> didn't even shit. Oh, was it? No, it wasn't shit. It was just vomit. Vomited all over his couch where I stayed last night in Cairns. And, um, it was just one of the worst smells I've ever smelled in my life. I got up, got to bed at like midnight, I guess, or something like that. Had to get up at 4.45 to get the fucking 6 a.m. flight from Cairns to Brisbane. I just did the one show in Cairns last night. Big ups to the Laughing Heart crew for putting on a fantastic show. And big ups to me for emceeing, actually, and doing a great job. Have another sip of tea, Aiden. Calm down. No one's attacking you. So we get to bed and, um, yeah, I'm like, go to sleep at 12, got to wake up in less than five hours. And I, I wake up just cause I need to pee at like 4.30 and it's hot in cans and my room's got air con. Thank God. Thank God for air conditioning. Actually, thank God though. Man, that's, I, do you need, I was thinking about that last night, does air conditioning, like the air conditioning units that you see are like all on the sides of like high-rise buildings in Asia, the ones that are really bad for the environment, can you run that, does that just, how does that work? Is that like a, 
some sort of wet filament with air passing through it to make cold air. It's evaporative, isn't it? So, yes, it is evaporative. So it needs water and electricity. And that's it. So you could run that from solar power. Why don't those things just come with solar and a battery? How expensive is solar? Is solar the the thing that we're looking for? Is that... Is it just batteries that are fucked? A battery's really that bad that you can't run like a fucking air conditioner off a battery all night and then have the battery get recharged by solar in the day? Surely if you live somewhere really hot, if you just have a solar panel on your roof and a battery to, for, that charges it, uh, that it charges, and then you, that runs your aircon, and then you've just got... Then suddenly global warming is not even a problem. If it, as it gets hotter and you just turn the fucking aircon up. And the sun gets hotter, so it's powering it more. Problem motherfucking solved, I reckon. I don't know what all the fuss is about, honestly. Sun's getting hotter, more solar power. Your fucking aircon works better. <laughs> Turn it up, mate! <laughs> I mean, a battery's really that bad. I don't know what the fuck. I just have this feeling in my gut that it's all going to be chill, you know, like global warming. It seems bad. It seems like it's really bad and there's bad shit's coming, but also <laughs> everything's going to be sweet. <laughs> and I don't even need to look into like I, my fucking anxieties lead me to just reading the news all the time. I hate how much I read the news. I really resent it. That that's just where I go to. I also hate the kind of fucking losers who call it doom scrolling. When you're on your phone, they're like, oh, I'm stuck in the bloody doom scroll. Like doom. Like that, just the level of like self-important, uh, 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 dramatic self-importance in that. Oh, it's, I'm doomed. I'm scrolling so much that I'm doomed. No, you're just bored and you're just a boring person and you don't have the fucking initiative inside you to just stop scrolling and go and read a book, you know? All the fucking shit about how people are like, oh, I just, it's such a problem. I find it so difficult to not scroll. This is really problematic for me. It's like, no, you're just a fucking loser and you're stuck on your phone. And that's what I am because I'm stuck reading the news about fucking climate change all the time. Man, I have The Guardian on my phone logged in and it tells me I've read like 4,000 articles in the last year, which also I'm skeptical of because I'm waiting for that number to kind of round out. Like it's been climbing. You've read X amount of articles in the last year, but I've been heavily reading The Guardian since at least the start of the pandemic. And I'm waiting for, you know, like my reading habits haven't really changed. I'm not increasing. So at this point, the 12 years, like the cutoff from 12, 12 months, sorry, the cutoff from 12 months ago has got to be creeping forward. You know, like I have to be reading more than I was reading 12 months ago for that number to be increasing, but I'm not, I'm, I reckon I'm reading about the same amount, which is every article. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm skeptical that that number keeps increasing. I don't think that they're, um, I, I think they're employing a bit of creative accounting on that one, but I've got the Guardian on my phone and then I've also got the Guardian on my laptop that I'm not even logged into. And even on that, it's telling me I've read like a few hundred articles. I don't know. I don't know, man. I never read the Guardian on my computer and still it says I've read a bunch. 
What I'm saying is I fucking read The Guardian too much. I read the news too much because I'm anxious about climate change. And you know what? It's going to be fine. If I could just tell myself that, then I could break out of the doom scroll. I've added TikTok to the fucking doom scroll, man. My God. I am so addicted to TikTok. I'm thinking I might do a bit about how TikTok has figured out, to my shame, <laughs> that, that I like blonde girls. <laughs> like, I'm reading that fucking... I'm reading Homo Deus. I just finished it the other day by Yuval Noah Harari. And he's talking about how computers will soon know us better than we know ourselves and these algorithms, these electronic algorithms will be able to tell us more about ourselves than we know for ourselves, you know, with biometric data and just remembering all our patterns and contextualizing them with other information and data and whatever. These 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 things will know more about us than we know about ourselves. And that sounds like science fiction until you get on TikTok for half an hour and then it starts showing you fucking hot blonde chicks dancing to songs you've never heard before. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I guess I would have been able to tell you if asked, you know, specific enough questions. Yeah, I'm attracted to blonde girls. But I even have a level of shame about that because it's like, I also like girls who aren't blonde, you know? And it's not a deal breaker. But if I have the choice, if there's a decision to be made, yeah, man, blonde, I reckon. And that's kind of fucked. It makes me feel bad. Because it shouldn't matter what color a girl's hair is. It should just matter all the other physical things that I put importance on. <laughs> all right. Okay. But anyway, TikTok, man, it's fucked me. I'm absolutely trapped. Because I... So I, I was going to talk about this last week, but I put... Um, I've been clipping my videos up from my special into little one-minute things or whatever. Sorry, I've just noticed it's raining. Is it raining outside? Is that rain? I just yell out the window, Oi, Brisbane! It looks like it's raining on one side of the window, and then I look out the other window, and it looks like it's not. Or is it raining? What the f- This city's fucking cooked, man. I like Brisbane, but figure it out. Anyway, sorry, I'm so sorry. I really feel like I'm getting distracted this week. I don't know what this high-level energy is about right now. I'm trying to ride it out. I'm trying not to draw too much attention to it, but I I know just as much as you guys do right now that for some reason I'm I'm throwing out a lot of fucking energy into the podcast this week. I'm yelling a lot. I don't feel completely settled. And there it is. And I don't know why. Maybe it's cuz I'm hot. Maybe it's cuz I know I have to do a, an ad read for Manscaped in a bit and I'm worried. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm I'm nervous. I don't know how it's going to go, but they've already sent me free shit, so I've got to do it. You know what? Maybe I'll do it now, and then I'll talk about TikTok after. Ladies and gentlemen, support. For... <laughs> here we go. I've got an ad read here. Uh, here's the introduction. Support for Sitting Under a Tree is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. What? That's the that's a bad bit of copy there, isn't it? Support for sitting under a tree is brought to you by Manscaped, comma, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. That sounds insane. I uh, look, I don't know if I'm supposed to criticize the copy. I probably shouldn't criticize the copy, but that's it feels like that's a where's the clause in the sentence? Manscaped is the subject. 
who is the best they are manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> it sounds like someone who doesn't speak english 100% doesn't it just going like it sounds like something borat would say i'm not going to do the voice is it offensive to do the borat voice who is the best in the... no that's not the voice is it who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champion of the world <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that I did that. Anyway, let's continue with this paid promotion. <laughs> Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Good rhyme. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, across Austra- all across Australia and New Zealand! Exclamation mark. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code sitting under. That's the code, right? That's my code. So basically, oh, at manscaped.com. Sorry, I finished reading the thing there. Um, here's the deal. These people hit me up, apropos of nothing, apple pie with nothing. And they sent me um, a fucking, this, um, this, this thing. Does that make a noise? Oh, Oh, good. I thought I just fucking cut the foam on my microphone there. Um, they sent me one of the, the trimmers, right? And they sent me some fucking ball deodorant, uh, some ball, um, this other shit. They call it crop reviver. What's that? Ball toner. If your balls are uh, fucking untoned, um, they sent me a bunch of man man grooming shit, and um, I just used it. I just got to my mate's place in Brisbane, and I was like feeling a bit nervous about using it at his house, but I was like, I'm not going to tell him. I'm just going to do it. Um, stood in the bath, you know, trimmed my balls. If it, it worked, I've always been scared to trim my ball hair. I feel like that's too much. I feel like just the word ball hair is an overshare. I feel like it's kind of nice what these guys are trying to do, isn't it? They're trying to normalize male grooming so it's not a taboo because there is an element of shame around even just me talking about it and me not wanting to tell my mate that I was going to do it at his house. Even though I am going to clean it up and he knows that I'm going to clean it up regardless, there's still an element of like, you just don't want to think about something that's touching someone's dick being in your house you know if it were up to me no one's dick would be allowed in my house at all you'd have to cut your dick off before you come inside i just don't want to have to think about it and i guess what these guys are trying to do is they're trying to make it silly and fun to avoid the weird feeling that we all have talking about it anyway this i've never been able to shave my balls confidently this feels like a really sincere testimonial now doesn't i've just never been able to shave my balls confidently without a fear of scratching them and nicks and cuts. Um, and this thing did it. It crushed it. I, it said that it said that it would fucking, uh, it says don't, it says in this ad copy, steer away from like absolute claims. So it says that it helps reduce nicks. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that for me, zero nicks. It didn't nick my balls. The gooch remains untouched. Anything down there. It was sick. The, my only worry now is that I've shaved so close. I'm like, I've, my balls have never been so fucking closely shaven before. What happens now? It grows back. Is it going to be itchy? They sent me some briefs as well, which is sick. I use the ball deodorant. Um, smells nice. I probably never use that, to be honest. I don't know. Oh, maybe I will. If I put it in the right place in my room, I'll probably end up using it. 
Um, I also used the trimmer on my face afterwards. <laughs> because, because, you know what? They've broken down the taboo to such an extent that I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I also just... Do people do that? I always trim my dick and balls with the same trimmer that I use for my face because I'm just not going to have a separate one. But then I am aware that my standards of personal hygiene are somewhat lower than the average, I reckon. I just, I don't care. I'm not having two. I'm just going to use the same one on my face and on my dick because you stick your face in way grosser places than your own dick, you know? So... I don't know why I feel the need to justify that, but there is an element of shame in admitting that I use the same shaver for my face as I do for my dick and stuff. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Here's the rest of the read. Here are the things. That, here are their claims. It's waterproof. Reduce foot odor. What? Reduce foot odor. I didn't use it on my foot. <laughs> maybe I'm like maybe there's another product that I was that I didn't see that I was supposed to use on my foot. Or maybe shaving your balls makes your feet smell less. I don't know. This is just what it says. The lawnmower 4.0 helps reduce nicks, helps, uh, reduces the risk of ingrown hairs. That's good. And reduces the risk of grooming accidents. I wonder if a nick is different to a grooming accident. Like it helps reduce nicks and it also reduces the risk of like you're so scared of getting a nick that you evacuate your bowels mid mid trim. <laughs> Thank you, Manscaped. I will never shit on my razor again. <laughs> um, be transparent. Done. Facts and opinions. Whatever. Once again, I'll let you know that you can get. So yeah, here's the deal. You get twenty percent off and free shipping worldwide with the code. Is it free shipping worldwide? Boobity boo. Yes, with the code sitting under is the code. Basically, I'm on a month trial with this ad. They already gave me the free shit, so I just now have to do a month's worth of ads. And if no one uses the code, then at the end, that nothing. They're just like, cool, well, just we gave you a free thing, and I'll be like, sick, thank you. But if 10 people use the code, then... They'll they were like, oh, we'll maybe we'll we'll do like a long term paid sponsorship with you. So, I've got fifty four listeners. By the way, the listenership back up. So whatever I'm doing, i.e. not planning the podcast every week, people seem to like that. Or maybe it's people coming from the TikTok shit. I don't know. If you're a new listener, welcome. I'm talking about my dick. But um, if ten people use the code and get it, then I might get a bit of cash. So. If you have at all been considering buying a razor, if your mate wants one, if your mate doesn't listen to the podcast, but you know that they want one, I don't know how you would know that, but you know, ask your friends, be like, Hey, my friend has a podcast. Don't listen to it. Don't worry about that. But he does. And, and I say my friend has a podcast because <laughs> genuinely most of the people listening to this, you're my friends. If you listen to this and you're not my friend. Send me a message. I'll be mates with you. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if your dick stinks. I'll be your friend. I don't care if you don't have a dick. If whatever you got down there, if it stinks or it doesn't, I'll be mates with you. Um, as long as you listen to the podcast. If you don't listen to the podcast, you can get fucked. <sighs> you get the picture. Just, you know, do us a solid. If you want to, if you want to get a razor, if you've kind of been humming and hawing about it, 
use my code sitting under, you get 20% off, you get free shipping. And if 10 people do it, then maybe I get a thing. And also if no one does it, if you don't want to, don't do it. And if no one does it, well, I got a free razor anyway. So thanks, Manscaped. Um, I, it's, it's weird, man. I'm, I don't feel like I'm being dishonest or disingenuous or kind of, you know, doing anything bad for myself with this read, but I still in a way feel like a little bitch, a little bitch by going like, thanks Manscaped. Like just for saying thank you for something that was given to me for free, a part of me still wants to resist that and be like, fuck you. I think the big challenge for me in this month of doing ad reads for Manscaped is to just try and not sabotage myself and be an ungrateful dick, you know? Because I am grateful. Like, thank you. I got a free thing. And I was looking to replace my my trimmer because I've had it for like three years and it's got, I got it in Germany. So it's got like a German plug, which is annoying. I've been looking to, you know, it was perfect timing, but still a part of me wants to be like, hey, Manscaped, fuck you. <laughs> and it's like, why? What's wrong? What's wrong with me that I want to do that? I don't actually think that. Hey, Manscaped, thank you. <laughs> Maybe that's the podcast for this week. Thank you to Manscaped. <laughs> Do I have to... The, there's one frustrating thing about this is there's like all this fine print about like that you've got to disclose when something's a paid promotion on your like social media and stuff. And I'm just... I just... I'm trying to put the minimum amount of effort into this podcast and now I've got to read shit. I don't know. Anyway, I'm on TikTok. I'm on... Uh, I, I got, I had a video blow up, so I've clipped up some of the stuff from the special and it's doing really well actually on TikTok, which is exciting. One of them has 500,000 views. Another one's got like, I think 80,000 or 60,000 or something. And then the rest of them don't have that many, but the one that's got 500,000 views is the joke about, um, if you haven't watched the special by the way, yeah, what are you doing? Um, it's, uh, I'm half Colombian, you know, my mom was bareback backpacker, like, you know, she's very lucky I'm not AIDS, all of those jokes. And, um, a lot of people are arguing on there, talking about, oh God, sorry, arguing, talking about how I'm racist, talking about how I'm disrespecting Colombia, how I hate my mom. Other people are defending me. I think the reason it's got so many views is because of the controversy. But also, I've got like an extra 200, you know, Instagram followers. A bunch of people have watched my special off the back of seeing that clip. And it's just cool. It's nice to have people watching it. But it's kind of fucked me up a bit. Like, some of these comments are fucking real mean. Like, I mean, one, not mean. Not me It's not meanness that's annoying me, actually. It's just... It is... Those jokes in the special were jokes that I wrote seven years ago when I was first looking into meeting my biological dad, coming to terms with being mixed race, exploring that idea and, you know, everything that I talked about in the show. That was my first reckoning of it. My first reckoning with it was was those jokes. I actually watched a set that I did in 2015. I watched it the other day and... Yeah, it's like some of the first times when I was starting to do those jokes. It was like October 2015. Um, so what's that? That's seven years ago from now, six and a half years ago. <clears throat> and those jokes are in the special because they always get laughs. They're punchy jokes. There's some good wordplay, whatever. But 
even leading up to doing the special, I started to think like, you know what? I don't think I would do, I, I wouldn't write a joke like this now, especially like, um, what is it? My, uh, I'm half Colombian. My mom was backpacking around South America when she was 22, came back, found out she was pregnant. Anyone else cocaine babies? Like that line. I feel kind of almost nervous saying it in front of Colombian people because I know they just they get that all the time. That's the stereotype, you know? But I kind of, um, I kind of justify it to myself by thinking like, well, she was a white person in Colombia, which that, those are the people, gringos go there and they do cocaine. My mum didn't. I know she didn't. That's the truth of the matter. But like, you know, if you think about it for a second, well, not for a second, it takes a little bit of thought, but like what the joke is saying isn't that there's heaps of cocaine in Colombia and all Colombians do cocaine. It's that a, a white person going to Colombia is going to do cocaine. And I mean, there is heaps of cocaine in Colombia, but I understand they don't want to talk about it. All right. Then what's the next joke? She was, um, she had unprotected sex in Colombia in the late eighties. Uh, read the news. Like she's very lucky. I'm not AIDS. And that I guess is just shitting on, you know, third world countries, the AIDS epidemic, whatever. And then calling my mum a bareback backpacker. I mean, these are all like the the kind of the tone of the jokes is very aggressive, and you know, I'm I'm like really giving it to my mum, um, and I just don't think I would take that tone anymore. I'd try and be a bit more understanding. I'd try and see it from her perspective. You know, it would have been scary to be 23 and be a single mum, and the guy who you had the kid with is on the other side of the world. That's that would have been crazy for her. So. But, you know, you write a joke and it kind of free writing a joke is so interesting because it kind of freezes your perspective. The moment that you write the joke, that's your perspective. And then if you keep doing the joke for a long time, the joke is just the joke. It doesn't change. The words, you know, they work in a certain way. If anything, the joke gets tighter. The words get more exact and it gets refined the longer you do it. And so the longer you've been doing a joke the less it's going to change and going to be able to kind of move with your changing perspective. So it kind of freezes the perspective that you wrote it, that the perspective that you have when you wrote it is like frozen in time. So me doing those jokes seven years on is me kind of inhabiting a perspective that I no longer hold, but the jokes work and they're a good introduction to the story. So they went at the start of the special. And then all of these people on TikTok just saw that 50 second clip and reacted to it as, you know, as, as they're free to do. But they reacted to it and criticized it in the exact way that I knew it would be criticized in, which is like, this is a very limited perspective. This guy, you know, is, is bringing up these stereotypes of Colombia that we hear as Colombians or as Latin people all the time. And it's boring and it's annoying and fuck this guy. And it made me feel really shitty because I'm like, I just want you to watch the rest of the fucking special because I think my perspective has become more nuanced and developed in the seven years since I wrote those jokes, you know? But they won't do that because this is what's been really frustrating me is people, what I'm I'm learning and what I guess I've heard from other like famous comedians forever and have kind of internalize these ideas but i've never really experienced them myself people aren't interested in seeing the nuance people just want to it's not even a conscious decision but people just they see a thing they react to it in an emotional way like they have a reaction to it they see it they they 
feel it in the context of their life and everything they've experienced and then they react. So people see my 50 second video and you know some of those people have uh, they're tired of their their Latin people and you know maybe they live in a place where there's a lot of Latin people so there are Latin stereotypes and they're faced with those all the time and it's annoying and then there's this guy on TikTok who has Latin heritage making these jokes about it and they're like fuck this guy this is just another one of those people but he's got brown skin so white people are going to see him and think it's okay to make these jokes and that makes me angry so I hate this guy and so they go on there in the comments and they go hey man fuck you for cheapening our heritage and cheapening your own heritage there was one the one that really fucking got under my skin and I'm ashamed to say that this got under my skin because I, I wish it didn't hurt me but it did and I fucking hate this guy's simplistic view of the whole thing. But he said the first thing, he made a duet and I replied to him and I'm thinking about going and deleting the comments because the comments that I made because I just should not engage. But he made a duet with me and um, it's him reacting to my video and he's like a Latin guy, wherever the fuck he's from. And uh, the first thing he said, you can tell he is upset that he is not full white. That's like the first caption and like that uh, that TikTok caption voice is reading. You can tell he is upset that he is not full white. And that fucking annoyed me so much. Because you know what? Actually, interestingly, he's probably right. Those jokes, when I, when I wrote those jokes, I reckon I was maybe a little bit scared of the idea that I wasn't white because I was raised white and I felt white and my parents were white and everyone around me was white. And I was just like, okay, I'm the same. I'm not different. I was scared of being different. So I didn't want to be not white. And then me, me deciding to engage with my heritage, with Fernando, with, you know, my brown skin was a scary thing because it was like me, it was kind of overcoming that fear of like, you know what? I'm not white. I'm mixed race. and and yeah, so when I wrote those jokes seven years ago, probably there was contained within them a fear of not being white. So in a way, the dude's right in his um, his assessment of the jokes. You can tell. If you just take it as just those jokes, you can tell. But the problem is he is then going, you can tell that this person, and that feels directed at me. Maybe it's my problem. Maybe it's not his problem that he's painted me with that broad brush because he's only, he's just reacting to, he's just reacting to the stuff that he's seeing in front of him. But what's frustrating for me is like, I don't feel like I'm ashamed at least anymore that I'm not white and the rest of the show is there for him to watch if he wants and, you know, and understand that. But he's not interested in that. He's just interested in getting angry and feeling angry I just feel like it feels so good to be angry. It's actually not good and it's counterproductive and it's not a good place to be. But like, if you want to be angry and you just want to fucking have something to be angry at, it's all there for you, you know? So, yeah, he made his fucking video and he's there being angry at me and being fucking self-righteous about it. 
and uh, and it really fucking annoyed me because I messaged him on his video. I commented and I was just like, hey man, thanks for watching my video and I just want to let you know that I present a much more nuanced view of my race in the special. If you'd care to watch it, if this is something that you really care about, then maybe you would care to watch it. And he was basically he just was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And at that point, I'm like, well, you know what, man? Fuck you. I didn't reply. But it's very frustrating to me to be dismissed and then, you know, have this person be like, no, I'm just going to dismiss you. I'm not actually interested in learning more or understanding you. But anyway, why am I getting caught up on that? Maybe I should listen to myself. The anger is there if I want to engage with it, but maybe I don't engage with it. Maybe that's a healthier thing to do. I can't remember whether I said this the other week, but I've been thinking about Joe Rogan and uh, I mean, Joe Rogan's such a fucking annoying cunt. I was listening to his interview with Shane Gillis, who put out the best special of 2021. Shane Gillis, live in Austin. Fuck, it's so good. On YouTube, for free. If you want to watch some stand-up, go and watch Shane Gillis live in Austin. It's fucking incredible. So funny. And Shane Gillis was fired from SNL for doing a Chinese voice on his podcast and um, like two years ago. And then he just, you know, got to work being funny, put out a special and it's really good. And uh, Rogan had him on his podcast and Rogan the whole time was trying to draw Shane into this fucking debate about, you know, like Rogan's acts that he's always grinding about free speech and fucking you can't say shit and this and that and blah, 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 cancel culture, whatever. And Shane Gillis is going like, yeah, man, he was trying to avoid it. He was like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to. I don't really want to be the guy who's yelling about cancel culture and and um, and censorship. I just want to be funny and do stand-up. That's really all I'm interested in. And Rogan's such a fucking idiot because he's got his agenda and that's all he cares about that he was not even listening to Shane go, I don't want to be drawn into this. And he was like, yeah, man, I know. That's what I'm trying to say because people just just on his fucking agenda. And I've been thinking about how, you know, Joe Rogan's whole thing is he's not even fucking funny. Everyone knows he's not funny. And he's just on this thing of like, people are trying to stop me saying the stuff that I want to say. And having this small amount of, and by the way, most of the people watching the video, you know, are enjoying it and posting positive comments and laughing and, and whatever. And it's been amazing. So I don't know, I, I shouldn't be complaining, really. I should just be trying to enjoy it. And for the most part I am, but here we go. <laughs> Um, in the small amount of vitriol and hatred that I've received, the very, very tiny amount, like honestly, like a handful of comments, but it feels bad to be, to feel attacked like that. So I kind of, you know, emotionally center in on those comments and, um, it's just given me a bit of perspective on like, you know, a few people are upset by a thing that I said, Joe Rogan is one of the most famous people in the world at this point. And he has millions of people, literally millions of people trying to destroy his life every single day because they fucking hate him. And I hate him. I think he's a loser and he's not funny. I don't want to destroy his life, but I just think he's a fucking annoying, you know, whatever. Joe Rogan is not important to me. That's not what I'm trying to say. He's got people every day <laughs> trying to tear him down and trying to say that he's, you know, toxic and, and a negative force in society and his only his only fallacy of logic in this whole cancel culture thing is he's assuming because that is his life 
that everyone's life is like his. Like to most people, it cancel culture is not important. Cancel culture, whatever that is, doesn't affect 99.99 whatever percent of people's lives. It's not important. It doesn't matter. The whole censorship thing, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect most people, but it affects Joe Rogan. And that's why he's always talking about it. And his mistake is to talk about it in a way that assumes that it is important to everyone. That it's like, man, cancel culture is out of control. What he should really say is, man, cancel culture is really making my life specifically really bad. <laughs> and, and no one else needs to worry about it. But if you care about me, Joe Rogan, then you should care that cancel culture is making my life, Joe Rogan, really bad. Because no one else, it doesn't matter to anyone else. No fucking welder or bricklayer is worried about being cancelled. <laughs> no one cares. But if you're Joe Rogan, yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. Anyway, I don't know what point I'm trying to make here. Other than, I guess what I'm trying to say is Joe Rogan, I find him really annoying. But if you're Joe Rogan, then yeah, cancel culture sucks. <laughs> it must suck to be Joe Rogan. But also... You got all the money in the world and, you know, you've made your fucking bed. If you're talking about cancel culture all the time and conscripting all these fucking idiot troops to be on your side, then, and, and that's how you're making your money, then, yeah, I wouldn't be complaining that, like, Joe Rogan is just like a fucking Donald Trump. He's just a guy who's making money off of dividing people. He is, he's dividing people, isn't he? Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Who cares? I've got a sponsorship from Manscaped. And, you know, if that's not something to be positive about, then I don't know what is. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring the podcast and giving me a nick-free shave every time so far, which is once. And thank you to Jake Smith for letting me shave, your, shave my balls in your bathroom. And thank you to Brisbane for having me in your beautiful city. And thank you to Cairns and Laughing Heart for putting on a great show last night and, uh, and having me mc the show um that's been the podcast for this week i reckon if you're liking it five stars on itunes please and use the code sitting under when you buy your manscaped products for a 20 percent off and free shipping worldwide this has been aiden jones sitting under a tree peace